0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going completely off-script. Joining me is my head of content production, my chief of staff, the man behind the podcast, Mr. Todd Hines. It's just like riding a bike,
2: Todd. Well, it's kind of just like talking to you just in the office anyway, so.
1: I have to use my podcast voice, right? That's right. I gotta talk like this. (laughs) Right.
2: You don't always quite sound like this. There is a difference.
1: <laughs> I'm projecting.
2: There you go. Exactly.
1: I feel like it makes the podcast more entertaining. And this is part of life as a podcast host, which is supposed to be one of our episode descriptions. So maybe we'll just keep rolling. And this will be our intro. Hi, everybody. I'm here with Todd Hines. He's my head of content production. And I'm going to try to put down my podcast voice as much as I can today. And we're going to talk about the real real when it comes to creating a podcast and what life is like as two guys running a creator business and we're not even a creator business. Now we're kind of in the startup land. So Todd, tell everybody a little bit about what our lives are like.
2: I don't think they could handle the vast amount of energy that is contained within my life, Ben.
1: (laughs) You can't handle the truth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, where do I start is the question.
1: You know, there's always that four graphic meme what people think I do, what my parents think I do, what I think I do, and what I actually do. Have you seen that meme? Yeah. What people think I do is they think I'm sitting in front of a microphone, like at a radio studio. What my parents think I do is like a picture of somebody panhandling. (laughs) What I think I do is like getting on a private jet. And what I'm actually doing is like sweating over my laptop trying to find people to sponsor the podcast. (laughs) So what is the actual picture of of what people think we do?
2: Hit record and start going after you stumble into the office at 11.30 a.m., drinking green water through a hangover.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so some of that is true. We do some of that, you know, some more than others. What is actually the case? Tell everybody about your day and what your life is like running now four daily podcasts.
2: The word consistency, I think, captures a lot of it. Creativity ebbs and flows and like life itself comes in waves. But the nature of this business is that the consistency, not so much of the wave or the ebb and flow is really the magic. So to be consistent requires not just the willpower and the grit to continue to show up and continue to execute, but the systems and the structure that you put in place To make it possible, even on the hard days or or when it's overwhelming or when there feels like a lot, to essentially simplify things for yourself. That's a big part of
1: it. I'm going to go into a little bit more granular detail. I get into the office between 9 to 10 every morning, except for Wednesday where I take a little extra time to work out, and Friday when I go in my long run. All right. So I get into work at 9, 9.30 or so in the morning. And what don't record podcasts until, I don't know, probably 10. I don't really do a lot of podcast recording on Monday. Basically, I sit down in the morning and I go through all of the monday.com boards that we've created, our content production boards. And I sort through all of the guest applications that come in once a week for our four shows. And I basically go through and say, okay, who are the guests that have interesting topics they want to talk about? Are they sponsors of the podcast? Are they going to help us promote our content? Is it a conversation I want to have? And then once I go through all of our content for four podcasts, you stroll in at about 11, Todd. Let's not kid ourselves.
2: I'm not hungover, though.
1: Neither am I on Monday, most of the time. (laughs) All right, so after we go through our content planning, you and I chit-chat for a little while, do some lunch, and we have our one-on-one. We talk about what's happening with the business, and generally Monday afternoon is doing some sort of other operational management, email, sales follow-up, making sure that the wheels aren't falling off the bus, and if there's something urgent, then maybe I'm doing a little infrastructure building. Tuesday through Thursday, primarily content and ad sales. I'm in meetings the vast majority of the day, where I am either telling people about our sponsorship program, seeing if they're interested in having us create content for them, interviewing them to be guests on our show. And now we're starting to mix in more sponsorship management now that we've launched a new sponsorship program. Todd, tell everybody about Friday, because it's my favorite day of the week for multiple different reasons. What happens on Friday?
2: So Friday morning, what do we call it? Self-care? Some exercise? Friday for both of us looks like get some fresh air, get outside, get some exercise, maybe it's a run, start at the office mid-morning, get something good to eat. The afternoons are project time, couple of hours, work together on a project or tackle independently projects that we're working on. And then Friday evenings are one of my favorite parts of the week because we generally will come together, do a weekend review, make sure everything's in place, recap, and then set ourselves up for Monday.
1: It's one of those things that we've built in a lot of consistency, but we also try to build in bricks. And I think that our lives and how work blends into them has evolved over years, where I feel like a couple of years ago, we were like, we've got all the time in the world. We only have to do a couple of podcasts. We've got some sponsors. We're doing okay. And as the organization has grown, we've brought in more people to help us. Now there's more overhead. So there's more pressure as the company grows. And the one thing that we've done is gotten better at managing our time. And to me, little tweaks like sales calls went from an hour to a half an hour. If they're going to buy, they're going to buy, but we can probably have that conversation in 30 minutes. We've taken out some of the padding in between meetings. So I can basically just record, 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 and then actually stop and take a break as opposed to have a bunch of wasted time in between the meetings. And so we started to block my time together a little bit. But Without that day on Friday with no meetings, I don't know if I would be able to make it. We've been doing multiple daily podcasts for years. We're like almost five years into running the MarTech podcast. We're producing 20 episodes a week. Next year, we're trying to at least double the volume. So we're going to be doing 40, 50 episodes a week by the end of next year. And we're able to do that because we take time for ourselves to go manage our lives, get some exercise, not break down. But then we're also taking time to actually work on the things that need to get done as opposed to get stuck in the machine. When you think about our Fridays, to me, you know, it's the critical part of what we do. What are some of the projects that you've really enjoyed working on and what are some of the ways that you've found the most rewarding with that sort of bonus time that we've built into our schedule?
2: So I can give you just an example of something that's been personally rewarding to me recently is standardizing how I manage the inbox and then putting SOPs together to hand off some of that to a team member who has made my life much easier and who has really grown into that role of helping to manage the inbound and the ongoing communication with guests and sponsors and PR reps, uh, to name a few examples. So process, I think, is the answer and an example of a project where I can look at, okay, what are some activities that I'm repeating on a daily or weekly basis, what are the commonalities, how do I define those, and then clearly illustrate my workflow around that, and then in turn document that, and then train a team member to see how that's made my day-to-day easier, and then how our team member has grown into that role has been really rewarding.
1: One of the things that we used to do more that we need to get back to is it's great to work on the projects. And sometimes we get so into the projects that we get to the end of the day and the end of the week. And it's just, I got to do that last task. I got to check off that last piece of code. We don't actually code. Who are we kidding? (laughs) I got to make sure that we're automating whatever we're automating. And taking a second at the end of the day, we used to just stop and say, okay, what happened this week? And where are we in space and time? What needs to get done? What do we feel good about? And just be able to put a pin in it and stop and say, okay, I accomplished a lot. I have a couple things I need to pick up on. They'll be there when I'm done on Monday. For me, just mental health-wise, that makes a world of difference. I just had a conversation with John Warlow, who's the author of my favorite business, but built to sell. And he runs Built to Sell Radio, which is a podcast, and he's got the value builder score to help people understand how to sell their business. And his comment when I was walking him through what our business is, is you're doing a lot. You've got a lot of balls in the air. And I do feel like we're doing a lot, but I also don't necessarily think that we need to do less. I think the standard advice people would give us is do less and focus on the things that really matter. And I actually think that we've tied a lot of our businesses together very well. And if we can actually get up into the next level, we're going to see a lot of these lines of business flow together. People come in through our guest applications. They then become interested in sponsorship. Well, now that they're sponsors and they're on the podcast on a recurring basis, they come back quarterly. Maybe they realize that they need a podcast. And so then we can help them with content production. And we can help them with podcast monetization. So all of these different tools and sort of aspects of our business that we've been building out, I actually think Daisy chain relatively nicely together. We have to continue to build and scale and remove ourselves from the machine at some point. But being able to stop and say, okay, here's what we've built, here's where we are, and here's what I need to do next, helps me mentally say, okay, I can now put it down for a minute, rest and relax without thinking I've left something incomplete, and then I and know where it's going to be when we get back to the office.
2: Exactly. The image that comes to my mind that we absolutely want to avoid as something that I heard recently, too busy chasing cows to build the fence. And when you're just constantly reacting, how do you get ahead of that? And that's definitely, you never want to be there. And Fridays in particular, as you were saying, is a great opportunity. I think we've done a great job to just stop everything else, carve out the time and get ahead of things. And I actually think, Ben, we're not chasing cows, those days are gone. I I feel like we have multiple fences and just having the proof that by the end of the week and we have Friday and we have the no meetings, like you said, we can sit together and work on some projects and then have the time for the weekend review. It's a great way to go and do a weekend and is definitely a great way to maintain the
1: sanity and the balance. We built lots of fences. I'm not sure they're all connected. (laughs) I'll use less of a metaphor and more practical examples. We've got a great sponsorship program. How do we get people that are sponsors to understand that we have a content as a service product that they can then have us build a podcast specifically for them? Right. There's a hole in the fence there. And so maybe that's what we have to focus on for next year. But, you know, this episode is supposed to be about what life is like as a creator, as a podcast host. It's work. Just like your job. Just like my job. I work for myself. I run this company. It's my company. Todd and I have worked together for years on this same project, and it's wonderful to be able to not report to anybody, to be your own boss. But anybody that glamorizes being a content creator, like there's a mental toll that it takes to be creative. There is an output there. And so I feel like being a creator is incredibly rewarding, personally, professionally, monetarily. It's great. But if you don't put processes together to help you consistently create good content, and then if you don't take time to digest and understand where you are, the pain is real. You can burn out. And I definitely have faced it myself. And I take time where I'm not going to record content for a little while. I'm going to go away for a month now. We're recording this on December 2nd. I don't think I'm taking any new meetings. I could have a couple on the calendar, but I'm done until January because you know what? It's been a long year. It's almost done. It's 2020 all over again. This is 2022. And maybe it wasn't as bad as 2020, but we all had challenges this year. And when you're working for yourself, that's challenging too. And I said I wasn't going to put my podcast voice on, but I feel obligated to do a little bit of it. I hope if you're listening to this podcast at this point, and you're thinking about being a creator, or if you are a creator, you know, think about the things that you love to do. Think about what content you can create that would be great. Think about how to do it consistently over a long period of time. And if you focus on building out those processes and then taking time to reflect and digest, you just got to keep going and it'll happen. We're the number 10 podcast in the United States for business podcasts as of today and that won't last forever, but it feels great. And that is the result, not of what we've done on December 2nd when we're recording. That started on March 16th, 2018. We've been able to stay on the treadmill for almost five years now, and that's what got us to this point. So I think that's a good place for us to put a pin in it for now. So that wraps up this episode of the Martech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Mr. Todd Hines, the head of content production and my chief of staff here at I Hear Everything. If you'd like to get in touch with me or Todd, well, you can go to martechpod.com. That's our website. You can ask us questions. You can sign up for the Martech Weekly Newsletter. You can also reach us on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can contact me directly. My handle is ben BenJshaf, B-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want daily marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is just focus on keeping your customers happy.